What's up, everyone? This is a very special episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm down here in Louisiana right now, visiting my mom and my grandma for Christmas. I did, in fact, quarantine myself for about a week beforehand because, as a lot of you guys know, neither one of them are in great health and I wanted to make sure that I was not going to harm them in any kind of way. Look, no one had to force me to do that. I decided to do that. Isn't that crazy? So we haven't done an episode in a few days. Everything's been really crazy leading up to the holidays. Charlie's had some uh, personal stuff at home. Everything's fine. Everything is totally fine. He's had some personal stuff at home going on that he has had to tend to and also the healthcare side of the business that Charlie operates has been insanely busy. So he's been dealing with that. If any of you guys are proficient in any type of coding, well, then you need to send Charlie an email, charlie at goodmorningliberty.us, because, man, do we need to hire multiple people right now. And that's a good thing with the way the economy is looking, but uh, the work has been picking up the trading class has been keeping me very busy for sure. I'm trying to up the quality on that as much as possible and do little things. You know, when you're running a an online educational business, there's a lot of things, say, sending emails to people or making sure all of the web pages flow properly and doing all kinds of stuff like that on the back end that take a lot of time. I mean, just days and days of time setting all of that stuff up. So I've been putting a lot of time into that. There's already 260 something videos on the website now. So I've, I've spent a lot of time on that. But anyway, I appreciate you guys for watching this on the Patreon page or listening later on, on the podcast thread. So since we are doing this, that I am going to upload it to the podcast thread as well. Well, then I want to make sure I mention our sponsor, BetterHelp. This is not just an ad for BetterHelp right now. I want to tell you guys, um, you know the message that we are talking about every single day, which is really personal responsibility. It is liberty, which is going to involve an awful lot of personal responsibility. It's not a very well-recepted message or received. I don't know. I don't know what way you want to say that. It's not a very well-received message these days. It's a very difficult message to get people to listen to. Um, it is a message that people can take the wrong way. Sometimes that's on us. Sometimes that's intentional, just, you know, to stir stuff up for fun. But uh, it's a message a lot of people can take the wrong way and can get you pushed out of, you know, the, the normal world and not allowed to say things anymore and, uh, for instance, our private Facebook group has uh, been giving me warnings every single day, not the people in the group, but Facebook is giving me warnings right now that they're going to shut down the group sometime uh, because uh, we're we're posting things uh, that are anti-lockdown and, you know, questions about masks and, and all kinds of stuff like that, questions about the election. Listen, I don't think anyone needs to overturn the election or anything like that. But I don't think it's wrong to ask questions about things. I think we should always do that. Anyway, our message is a difficult one to put out there and and still be able to be a part of society. 
And BetterHelp, it, it means a lot that they have already they've already signed with us all the way through next year. All the way through next year. So you guys are gonna continue to hear us talking about BetterHelp. And and so that is a really big thing. And if if there is anything that's tipping you towards using that app or making an account or doing anything like that, um, it should be the fact that they're willing to put their name behind us. And that means they are at least, at the very least, they are in favor of free speech. I know nothing about their company. They do not endorse the things that we say, of course, but they are at least free speech. We know that. We know that they believe in the First Amendment because they are continuing to work with us all the time, and that is a that's a really big deal. It's allowing us to continue pushing this podcast out to everyone. Obviously, advertising brings in money, so that's that's allowing us to continue um, growing the show, running ads, thanks to them and our Patreon supporters. So that's one thing I'm really thankful for this year, being the holiday season between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I really just you know wanted to say a big thank you to them. And of course, if if you do feel like you need to talk to someone, because we've all been having a very trying year, I believe. Um, you should consider going to betterhelp.com slash GML because they will give you 10% off your first month. So you might as well try it. They'll connect you with a licensed therapist that you can message with and talk to, and you can do all types of cool stuff on there. Pick the person that you want. You know, they're not just going to give you someone and then you don't like them. You you can go through a, a list of people and, and pick from ones that you want, licensed therapists. So anything that you're dealing with, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship problems, everything in between, it's a really great app to consider. Make it one of your New Year's resolutions to get your mind right because you really can't, uh, you're not going to live the best life you possibly can if your mind isn't right. And that really should be one of the things that you consider doing. So betterhelp.com slash GML. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash GML for 10% off your first month. All right. I'm just going to say a quick word today about this COVID relief package, the $900 billion, the $600 checks and all that. And um, I will say, which we've been doing it too on our Facebook, I did listen to Ben Shapiro on my drive down to Louisiana yesterday. And that's not someone I listen to for my philosophical ideas. I definitely disagree with a lot of things. I do listen to him to get my political news. And I do trust, while I know that he is biased because he says that he is biased, at least he openly says that, I do know he's biased. Um, I do go to his show to get my political news because I don't like on our show, we're not going to be like, oh, Nancy Pelosi said this, and Trump said this back, and, and Chuck Schumer said another crazy thing, and 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 then Mitch, Mitch McConnell said said something crazy, you know. I, I, that's just not what, that's not what we do here. But if I want to get filled in on what is going on inside of all the people who, uh, as far as the people who work in the government, that's someone I go to. Anyway, that's my that's my disclaimer on why I was listening to Ben Shapiro on the way down. He mentioned the fact that while the 
you know, I don't like this bill. He doesn't like this bill. Just saying that they're giving all they're doing for relief is $600 checks. Not exactly honest because they are still doing the $300 in unemployment weekly. And that is the actual relief because the relief is for people who have been pushed out of work and have not been able to earn a living because of all of these lockdowns and all of that. Now, that doesn't mean that we support any of it, but even though we're going to post several times about $600 because it's just a hilarious figure to spend months and months fighting over a bill and then come up with, ah, here's 600 bucks. It's ridiculous. Most people can't even pay half their half of one month's rent with that. It's a, it's a, it's a ridiculous number if you're going to do a relief package as a politician. It's a really funny number to settle on to me. As a libertarian, I don't want them to settle on any number because the government doesn't have any money. The only money they have has been taken from other people. And a lot of people are making the argument still that, well, I'm okay because all they're doing is giving me back my money that I paid in. It was, it was my money and they're giving me some of my money back. That's not true. Your money is gone. Your money went to pay for the things that your parents were okay with the government doing. That's where your money goes. All right. The money you're receiving right now is your kids' money from their earnings later on in life. And so we can't continue to be okay with this cycle of, well, it's okay for me to, it's okay for us to do this because I paid money in anyway. Your money doesn't go into this nice bank account that sits there to go back to things for you. Your money is mostly going towards bad decisions that your parents made as far as the politicians that they picked and your grandparents made, and it's your grandparents' fault for picking Joe Biden uh, and, and people like that. It's kind of a, kind of a funny thing to think about. Um, anyway, so that argument, you know, I'm not, I'm not ever behind. Now, should we take the money as libertarians? Should we take the money? I, I think you have to. I, I really think you have to. I'm, we talked about this because the Ayn Rand Institute did take a PPP loan when the last relief package went out. And uh, I do think that, that we still have to take the money because the money's going to be spent regardless. And if you don't take the money, someone else is going to take the money. And there's no reason for good, uh, limited, small government, no government, whatever side of the spectrum you fall on, there's no reason for us personally responsible, liberty-loving people to put ourselves at a disadvantage to the people uh, who don't believe those things. And that's really what you're doing because we're all losing money every year that's being taken from us forcefully by the government. And then if only the people who believe in more and more tyranny are the ones who receive that money back, well, then those are the ones that are going to have an upper hand in their futures, which we don't want them controlling our futures. So you want to consider um, you want to consider that when you talk about taking the money, as we talked about before, uh, the healthcare business that Charlie started did take a PPP loan uh, because it was available the money's going to be spent. It's not as if if they don't spend the money, they're going to take whatever's left over and and send it back to all of the taxpayers, 
evenly or as a, a relative percentage of what taxes they paid in or anything like that. It's still just going to get spent on something. So that's the that's the vicious cycle that we're in right now is you are kind of forced to participate in this. And that's why it keeps happening, because we're all kind of forced to continue to participate in this, because if you don't take the money, then someone who doesn't have your principles and your values is going to take the money. And wouldn't it be better if people who thought like we did uh, were at least on a, as even of a playing field as possible when it came to the financial stability, things like that. So that's all I really have to say about whether or not libertarians should take the money. I go with Ayn Rand on this one, as I do with almost everything. Actually, um, I don't know of anything that I disagree with Ayn Rand on, except for her extremely negative views about religion. I, I think that that is... I think that that is an undue negativity. I think you can look at the bad actors in religion or people who don't exercise personal responsibility and liberty or and they try to control others with their religion and then you can and then you apply that to the entire idea of religion. I think that that is a I think that that's a mistake. I think that that is not a good thing to do. The uh, people will find something to be a religious belief for them, regardless whether it is God or it's the government. That's that's what their people are going to worship a higher power in some kind of way. It might be themselves. It might be uh, the it might be the federal government or the idea of government or it might be God. So anyway, that's one thing I disagree with with Ayn Rand on, but I do agree with her when it comes to taking this money when it's handed out because what's the other what's the alternative to that the alternative that we see as libertarians is well the government shouldn't give out the money okay well that's not an alternative option right now we have to deal in the real world at the moment and that is the vicious cycle that we're put in at the moment because of course in with everyone accepting this you're perpetuating the cycle but uh, a few, you know, a million libertarians that decide to not take the money are not going to sway anyone's opinions. It's uh, it's not going to happen. So you might as well take that money and donate it to a charity that you think could do good work with it. If you truly believe that you shouldn't take the money, then take it and donate it to a charity. Or if you truly believe in the Libertarian Party being the future for liberty, and take it and donate it to the, I'm not even going to finish that sentence. So the bill, this is, I just have a, a random thought that I was thinking about um, earlier. We see now that Trump is flirting with the idea of vetoing the bill. There's a guy back there. You guys are watching the video. Is he going to, people normally look at me weirdly when I'm, when I'm doing this. It's the protocol if he hits my car with his with his with his door. Do I leave it rolling? Do I leave the video rolling? Okay, sorry if you listen on the podcast, you don't know what's going on. Um, Trump is flirting with the idea of vetoing this bill, and it made me think of. Now this is just speculation and 
I've seen tons and tons of articles from Slate and Vox and Huffington Post and just name every terrible outlet that you can. Uh, I make it my job to read all of those things because it gives us content for the podcast. It is a terrible burden and it's my cross the bear. Okay. I have to read all those places. So they've been talking for a long time about how when Trump went out of office, he might try and do something to tear down the whole system, right? And what I'm wondering right now is if this is one of them, because now he comes out yesterday and he says, you know, we need to actually, we need to have $2,000 checks for everyone. And this just throws in one way. It makes him, it makes him look good. So that could be all he's trying to do. He might still sign the bill begrudgingly sign the bill, uh, but it makes him look good because he can say, well, people need to have 2000 and look at Trump. He said, we need to have 2000 and here's the 600. If you would have kept Trump then you would have got 2000. There's another side of it that I've wondered about if he is actually going to veto the bill is if that was his way of trying to tear down the system. Because if we move up to a, if we move up to the, the Democrats bill that they said they can pass very quickly, you're moving towards things that will begin to tear down the system. Um, the The market might react well to it at first, but we found, you know, weirdly, oddly, the market doesn't care about financial stability as long as those 10,000 companies that make up the stock market are largely getting uh, big portions of these bills. It seems to continue to make their stock prices go up. But there is a time, there's going to be a point where all of this money printing is going to come back to get us. It's, it's going to happen. And if I were someone who thought that Trump was going to try to tear down the whole system, then that could actually be a way that he did it. Maybe he didn't even do it knowingly. Let's assume he didn't even do it knowingly. But his inner psyche, his personality leads him to do certain things that uh, could end up say, sending a big old F you to the system that kicked him out after four years. Um, that would be one of them. And, and that is, that's the main point here, that doing the $2,000 checks for everyone and the massive bill that, that the Democrats have, um, if bending and bowing down to those ideas continues to happen, then we're on our way to a UBI-type system, which we cannot afford. The government doesn't have any money. Look it up. I, I saw. It turns out they have no money. And so that's going to harm the system a lot. And if you continue giving people these stimulus checks and continue the unemployment, then you lose you lose the support for ending the lockdowns. I don't think that we're anywhere close to going back to normal yet. We're seeing the highest case counts. Assuming that you trust all of the numbers, we're seeing the highest case counts that we've had so far, some of the highest death counts that we've had so far, if not the highest, I'm pretty sure. And I don't think we're anywhere near ending this. Uh, we're, we're probably still the peak right now. Uh, not a peak. We're still at a, high, at a high point. We're trending up as far as cases go. And if it turns out the vaccine, I don't know exactly how this vaccine works, 
if it protects you, but you can still be a carrier of the virus and infect other people, I don't know if that's how vaccines work. Someone send me a message and let me know or comment on this video in the Patreon group, something like that. Um, if that is what happens, then they're not going to be anywhere close to opening up the economy if it protects the person who has the vaccine, but you can still spread it around to other people. And that might just be sheer ignorance of how vaccines work uh, on my part. So I'll go ahead and say that. So if it is still possible for you to carry around the virus at a high enough viral load that you can infect other people still, then we're not going to end the lockdowns for, for, for quite a long time. Because even if you get to, um, even if you get 50% of the country that has taken the vaccine or 60%, 50, 60% is what they need for herd immunity. Uh, well, that will start the stoppage of the spread, I believe, but then you're still going to be potentially endangering people that are out in public that haven't had the vaccine yet. And, and that'll still be highly publicized. The media still wants as many deaths as possible. Sorry to say that, but they do. If, uh, if, the pandemic ended tomorrow, it would be the worst thing ever for all of the media companies. It would be the absolute worst thing. They need this. I'm not saying they're pushing, uh, that, they're, that they created it. I'm not saying that they uh, made this whole thing happen. I'm saying, as far as their ratings go, they need to have a death counter on their screen. That's, that's what they need to have. And so I don't think we're anywhere near ending this, which means we're not anywhere near ending the lockdowns, which means we're not anywhere near ending the economic stimuli. We're not anywhere near ending the unemployment that's coming extra from the federal government. And eventually, with uh, with Biden in there and the House being Democratic and who knows what's going to happen with the Senate, you're going to start leading to more consistent payments monthly. You're And then you're going to get people hooked on that. It's like you just have a friend who gives you a little bit of heroin and maybe just a maybe just one one token meth when you guys hang out every once in a while you saw him last summer he gave you a little bit of meth and um you know because he had some and he was like hey you want to hit this and then uh i'm sorry weird analogy but it, it works and then you saw him uh over thanksgiving he's like hey man you want to you want a little bit of meth and you're like okay fine 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 and then you start seeing him more frequently you know and he's like hey man you you want some meth? And actually, you know, I could sell you some. You could keep some on yourself. Uh, that way, you don't have to wait until you're seeing me. And eventually, you've just got a universal basic income. And that could really, really tear things. That's really going to tear down the dollar. Uh, be looking at gold. Be looking at crypto. Stuff like that. Because this can't continue. I don't know what the debt is right now. Twenty-eight trillion, uh, you know, not counting what we just did. I don't know if that's the actual figure somewhere around in there. Um, that can't keep happening, especially while you're killing the economy, because the economy is how the government gets money to pay down that debt and to pay for all the services that it is giving through force out to the people. And so you can't continue the cycle of halting the way 
that we have production and the way that the government makes money, its income, is by leeching off of the productive people in society. And so you you tamp down the productive people, and you take down the amount of money that they're able to produce, and then you give out more and more money, even though you're taking in less and less money. You do the math on that one. So anyway, I just I keep seeing these things about how Trump's going to tear down the system before he leaves. He's going to do, you know, he's going to press the red button on his way out the door. And I don't think that's what he's trying to do. But this is, to me, this is a way to do it. Sometimes they're not as obvious. You know, it's not like Trump's going to hit the delete button on the systems before he leaves. But this could really harm the system. It could really harm the market. The market's going to is exhausting up right now. I know Charlie just took some short positions and I was looking at some short positions on the market as well uh, and and options. Um, It's exhausting up right now, meaning it's continuing to go up, but with just no real volume and money behind it right now. And it could continue this for a couple months. It could continue for six months. It could continue for a year. Eventually, it's going to stop working. And eventually, once you have an economy that is only being fueled by money printing, because every time they announce that they're going to print money, the market continues on its little upswing that it's doing. Either that continues and they print more and more and more money to keep that pumping up, and they have to keep doing more and more, because eventually once the debt is $50 trillion, well, your $2 trillion is not going to be as big of a deal than when the debt was $27 trillion and you did $2 trillion. That's a much larger percentage. I'll just check my math. Yeah, much larger percentage. So you have to keep doing more and more money. And that's when your bubble continues up. That is when you hit this parabolic money printing move and eventually... If the money printing stops, if they get to any type of fiscal responsibility, then the whole house of cards comes crashing down. And so, um, wait, I was going to say something positive because we're uh, leading up to Christmas right now. Um, The positive thing is you don't have to let this affect you. You don't. You can sit and wait for the checks or you can figure out what industries, what jobs are going to be existing. What way can you get out there and make some money, whether it's in the stock market um, or if you want to start start your own education course. And maybe you're teaching. I was talking to my mom. I'm going to help her start a course, hopefully um, at teaching writing and language arts, because that's uh, what she taught for for 23 years. And, you know, Maybe there's something out there that can help all these kids that are trying to do virtual learning and and failing right now that they need some extra help. Um, Maybe, uh, I don't know, there are jobs that that are going to to push up during this economy. Find what those are. Find what there still is of value. And don't let yourself get stuck. Don't let yourself yourself, uh, be that, you know... um, I'll just use a, I'll, I'll use a truck driver reference, and uh, this is no offense to truck drivers. There's still a whole lot of trucks out there, and so there's still a lot of money to be made driving trucks. I think there will always be people driving trucks. I think it's just going to be 
less and less and less. And you can either watch it happen over the span of 10 or 15 or 20 years and complain about it and hope that your politicians do something to stop it. Or while you're still driving, you can be listening to some type of educational book, learning some other new skill. And when this market shift does happen, then you would be ready to pivot and continue making money. So the positive news here is that you can still be in control of your future. There's going to be people who are going to be suffering badly from an economic collapse, and there's going to be people that are profiting highly during an economic collapse. And I would rather be the ones that are profiting highly. I would rather there not be an economic collapse, but it doesn't mean that I have to go down with the ship. That's, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep my eye out there for another ship, and I'm going to jump onto that one while my ship's going down, uh, so to speak. My ship isn't going down because we're teaching people how to do exactly what I'm talking about right now, which is take control of your financial future. So the good news is you're in control, and it might be really hard, and it might suck, and it might be stressful, and you might have to spend some late nights learning new skills, you might have to uh, miss time with your friends or family, or you might have to get up really early and learn things. Um, you might have to take some risks out there, but you are in control of whether or not you choose to do that. And to me, that's good. That's good news. That means that you can fix it if you want to. So uh, anyway, guys, that's all I'm going to talk about today. Uh, this will probably be the last thing we release before Christmas. I'm down here hanging out with my family. And honestly, I just don't want to be thinking about politics and economics while I'm down here trying to watch Christmas movies and stuff like that. You know, just going to take a few days off here. So I hope everyone has a, a very good Christmas. Or if you celebrate a different holiday, I hope that that holiday goes really well for you. And... If you are around your family, um, just be smart about it. There is, in fact, a virus out there, even though we don't agree with all the responses to it. It doesn't mean that you can't take personal responsibility and wash your hands, you know, use some hand sanitizer. Um, if you have a really elderly grandparent or something like that, uh, maybe don't maybe don't hug her too much, you know, Um Maybe don't go to Walmart and stand in line with 100 people and then go directly to your grandma's house immediately after that. Uh, those are some good things to do. So anyway, guys, I, I hope you get to see your family this year uh, for Christmas. I hope you don't have to wait until next year because uh, we got to live our lives still, even with a slightly increased risk. We just got to gotta adjust. You have to adjust. You got to pivot to the new risk, figure out what you can do personally to mitigate that risk for yourself and your family. Do all of those things. And if you guys share the show this year on Christmas with your communist uncle who shouldn't be there because he's been arguing in favor of lockdowns this entire year. So first off, uh, call him a hypocrite for that and then share it to your communist. Uh, yeah, share it to your communist uncle and then share it to your socialist cousin and tell them they don't have to go continue down the path of their crazy dad. And uh, 
if you do all of that, share the show, and maybe even share it with a libertarian friend of yours, if you have any. I don't think libertarians have friends, but I'm not really sure. Um, then we'll be right back here on Monday. Until then, have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. <laughs>